0: Hello and welcome to Coffee Lovers Radio. Just here with Jesse Nelson. He- Hello, Joseph. Hello, Jesse. We're on the terrace again. Finally again. Again, part, like, two. Back yeah. part two. Back part two. Back to the terrace part four. We, uh, um, oh, I yes. miss you. That's what I should name this episode. Back to the, Back terrace, to the terrace part two. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's been a rough... Couple of months. Uh, for those of you listening, long story short. Also, we we came back. I'm doing air quotes that you can totally see. Uh, <laughs> we came back to recording in February after a little. Break yeah, we took a little idea.
1: hiatus because it seemed like the world was falling apart in January, right? Uh, and then we started recording again.
0: And then uh, I got broken into and a whole bunch of things stolen, including my computer. And uh, so I've
1: just been dealing with that since then. Yeah, and some little clutch pieces to make it all happen. Also, like you didn't really have a secure office to...
0: Well, yeah, I couldn't. Uh, like w- once that kind of settled, it was like, well, now what do I do? Um, so <laughs> I, my, <laughs> my, my everything is completely mobile at the moment, including like the recording equipment and everything. I just have a case that I carry it around in. Um so I don't
1: know I'll have to figure something out for That's pretty cool. It's like door-to-door podcasting capability. Like you can just go <laughs> and like produce other people's podcasts like an old school doctor showing up.
0: I could. I've got I do have pretty much an entire uh, our entire podcasting setup just in a case here with my computer and everything. That that like would it. technically be possible.
1: So head on over to coffee com and send Joseph an email and he'll help you get your podcast going. I mean, maybe that's a service we should think about helping
0: people with. Actually, like seriously, if you if you want to start your own podcast, yeah, email us. Let's have a conversation. I'm just making this up on the fly, but I love helping people do stuff. <laughs> if you need help so. with your social media, don't call us. <laughs> no,
1: I'm not a social media person. But if you want to help with social media.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. If you'd like to help us with social media. Um, and by help us with social media, I mean, don't try to teach us anything okay this is this is a little little sidebar if you will which will someday be an actual thing uh <laughs> but <laughs> so i i um went to a, a, an actual in-person business little event it was like a, it was a small sort of mastermind style meeting um there were 15 of us there and almost everyone else in the room was making more than me by large factors um so it was, it was really interesting to hear from uh, business owners who are just like running businesses and and doing a lot of work in the world and and by and large, like every single one of them had like challenges that they were they were trying to to manage and figure out in business. and all of them are just like, stop trying to teach me how to do what you think I should be doing. I just want someone <laughs> to do the thing. Just I just know take it's a problem way. I don't care. <laughs> yeah
1: um which is really interesting anyway that's how i feel about all my stuff for conduit um but then with the grocery store here in town i've taken on their social media because they didn't have any right which is a funny thing because what? i can barely do that
0: yeah i mean that's but i know that's it's that's important your, that's your like it's a little bit different because you're right like it's your job basically I guess I don't know well, jobby job position type thing
1: it's not really something I get paid for oh it's just that wow. I just know it's really important <laughs> that they have some sort of presence yeah that's true and it's it's actually really interactive you and I should talk about that interaction okay. rate off air sometime because it's it's actually it's really fun that 40 percent of the people following us re- interact with the posts oh that's like really phenomenal cool. yeah. yeah yeah let's talk um, about that um, I have some so, other experiences anyways. You know, healthy. you make social media a little bit more fun, a little bit more fulfilling and get to post something that you're proud. Like that, that makes it better. I am not much of a bragger. I don't, I don't know. Bragging is not the right word, but I don't do much on the social media personally because. Yeah, I'm the same. I have a hard time talking about,
0: um, like talking myself up. Yeah. I'm like, I want to talk about you and other interesting things when I'm talking to other people, not myself. Oh, about me? Yeah. I just want to go on social media and talk about Jesse Nelson all the time.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'll give you my logins and you can help me out. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't want to go on your social media and do your work. <laughs> That's a job. I don't want that. Oh, uh, what you drinking, Joseph? What's in that coffee um, cup?
0: So this is uh, brewed on the the Breville uh, Pro. Brewer, whatever, their auto drip. Because <laughs> my kettle was stolen. Not the base. <laughs> Not the base. Just the kettle. Um, anyway, so I've been brewing on the, the auto drip. <laughs> uh, and this is the last bit of, I think, what I was drinking on the last show that we recorded. Uh, possibly. This is a uh, Honduras um, from Camber a uh awesome a wash process i was doing that washed first anaerobic of two honduras coffees not from the same farm but um the same region and elevation and variety variety of um of coffee two different processes it's been a, that's been an interesting comparison which i can talk about on another one but yeah drinking it in the tony's 50th anniversary mug which we also talked about on a previous episode right i said i was going to get tony's 50th anniversary in the book. and then and i did cool and now i have you it did. beautiful bag beautiful cup yeah i think um i am noticing a lot of coffee roasters are doing a lot more artistic bag stuff
1: recently Yeah, um it's uh it's definitely a trend i mean it helps make your coffee stand out for sure that's uh it's a big challenge i think anybody that's interested in getting into coffee like coffee roasting coffee branding um need to factor in those costs real right at the beginning is what it's going to cost to do pretty bags. Yeah. Cause they're not cheap. That's always a struggle that I battle with. Cause I'd rather have higher quality coffee and spend my money on, on the, the coffee itself. Mm. You know, we have limited, we're, we're small business and so you don't get a good deal on those kind of bags and stuff until you start. Ordering twenty thousand at a time, right?
0: Well, I, I would say also just to tag on to that, I think, and this is something I would tell anyone who's looking to to start a business, whether it's coffee or not, but um, especially in coffee since we're talking about this, be be completely clear on what it is that you want. Uh, and and be really honest with yourself about that. Um, so th- this is like a really in-depth subject that we could talk multiple. We could do an entire like podcast show itself on on this kind of thing. But we've um, discussed
1: that because it's it's there's so much to talk about. It's hard to simplify it for our right. little silliness on this show. Um,
0: but a lot of times people run into challenge in business, and I'm I'm guilty of this myself, of being like not having not having complete clarity on what exactly it is that I want personally and how the business serves that and like what I want in a business. Right. And then just accepting uh, accepting the things that, that bring me closer to that and rejecting the things that don't. Uh, and just to bring this back to what you're talking about with your business, one of the things that you really care about is, like, like I know you, you, you really cared about the, the bags being being simple and making it more about the people in the community and connecting people to the coffee. And I think that's, that's fantastic. Uh, like don't, don't sweat over other people's pretty bags.
1: (laughs) Oh yeah. No, I, yeah, I don't sweat over that. I mean, it's, it's, it's a, it's a conversation I have often. It's, um, I think what you're saying though is totally true because, uh, kind of what, what, i really wanted out of coffee was that community and about giving you know better coffee into people's cups and not really worrying about the bags you know really doing the hand-to-hand sales um at the farmer's market and stuff um and that's what i wanted but that also doesn't necessarily make any business sense you know as far as how you're going to pay rent and how you're going to expand because that model is very difficult to expand um because it creates a a personality culture
0: instead of yeah
1: like a brand culture um and, and perhaps one of the places that that clashes the most is is in a place
0: like Seattle, where it does require a huge amount of, of different kinds of approach to business to, uh, you know, be able to continue doing. Seattle's even.
1: nuts right now. Yeah. I feel like it, it costs so much money, like maybe not money, but so much fancy things, so many fancy things in your company um, to just play. You yeah. know, like, a pay, like it costs so much just to play the game. You know, if you want to open a cafe and do good coffee, you better spend a lot of money on that cafe to make it, you know, stand out. Otherwise, it's just generic and you're not going to get picked up in the, the weird social media of specialty coffee. Right. Um, Have you seen um,
0: Ephraim just soft opened their new? Yeah. 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 Congratulations, Ephraim. Yeah. Congratulations friend
1: um i mean they are on to something they have a different model uh Mm -hmm. he's he's a much more astute business person than i am like he just can (laughs) wheel and deal and talks to people and uh he's also in you know that ethiopian community that is very strong and very supportive and as it should be and you know it's fantastic. I mean, it gives you the leg up. It gives you this uh, incredible story to tell and gets people to want to come to your coffee shops and get your coffee. Um, That's true. And he's, you know, he didn't start off on Capitol Hill. He started off in Renton where they needed, <laughs> they needed well, better coffee. He started off, you know, uh, you know before well, that, I mean, of course, cafe yeah, as wise. far as cafe, cafe wise. Yeah. yeah. Cafe yeah. wise, of course. Yeah. Um,
0: but what's uh, you know, and that's
1: the thing, and I can put a parallel to that with with smaller town, Port Townsend, out here, is that there's mm-hmm. just not as much saturation of coffee, specialty coffee, and people are much more appreciative of it because they've they're finding it for the first time. Yeah, you know, um, or not maybe the first time, but it's
0: it's let not as saturated here. out here. So. We're we're uh, brewing a
1: a large list of of
0: guests to get onto the no, podcast, not, and now that you have the mobile system, you can just go down there and do it. i could kind of yeah if you wanted to do something in
1: person i don't know (laughs) i don't i'll be here i'll be on the terrace just uh so speaking of all the good stuff to start the business with i uh yeah what are you working on over there buddy
0: (laughs) (laughs) i am drinking
1: a uh 20 hour out of roast beautiful congo coffee from sweet maria's that nice. came with my new Beamer coffee roaster. Very um, exciting. Yeah. So I just, you know, stimulus check, burned a hole in my pocket, and I bought a little home roaster. Um, it's not quite how it happened. But the uh, I'm really excited to do education and show roasting kind of in a home scale, smaller scale, and show people what that is uh, without having the big setup. So that was sort of my impetus to get it. But it's been really fun to get back to experimenting with roasting and and really listening to it and dealing with a totally different animal compared to the, the Diedrich roaster at conduit. Yeah. Um, and it was actually a pretty good cup of coffee. Nice. You know, it's like, I don't know, I've done maybe 10 batches on it to kind of get it dialed in and figure it out. And, um, it's a good little device.
0: Yeah. I remember the last time we were talking about this, um, which was just last week you were talking about how, um, I think, and and I'm just saying this from memory, so obviously correct me. But uh, you were you were saying that it it almost felt like you were starting from from scratch, learning how to roast again in some ways. Um, you, kind of, yeah. Do you want to speak? I, mean, to I know that? a
1: lot more about coffee than I did when I was first home roasting, whatever 15 years ago. Um,
0: what did you What did you roast on then when you started again?
1: Just I, well, I had a little fresh roast that did like up to maybe 80 grams, hundred grams of green coffee at a time, uh, like a quarter cup and burned that one out, burned out two of those right mm-hmm. away. Um, and then moved up to the eye roast, which was like a little half pound roaster. Um, that was great. That was loud. That's like sitting next to a vacuum because it's a, it's a fluidized bed reactor. So that means that it's forcing hot air into it. Um, there's no drum that turns the hot air is actually what's cooking the beans and also keeping it agitated. Mm-hmm. Um, very noisy this one i can absolutely talk on the phone like speaker phone and have it on and yeah. be working it interesting uh, it's nice and quiet not too much smoke i'm really impressed with it all all in all doesn't seem like it gets quite hot enough fast enough that what i'm looking for um the b-more yeah but i think i've kind of figured that out hmm.
0: b-more um, is a drum roaster right so it's just the sound yeah. of the beans turning in the drum that you're hearing
1: yeah, and there's a there's a fan, you know, yeah. that pulls the smoke out of there, but it's not it's not just a vacuum right cleaner kind of force fan on there. To, uh. Yeah, I had that
0: that um, gosh, what is the roster that I that I have that I haven't used in? Like oh, you're uh, two
1: years. <laughs> I don't know what is it, Joseph. <laughs> it's <laughs> um, gonna be awkward got,
0: is that awkward enough <laughs>
1: akawa roaster
0: i kept wanting to call it ikea roaster but it's the akawa oh, I roaster i want you to go back
1: and listen to that <laughs> what <laughs> Oh, <laughs> <'cause> i <laughs> you figured it out right as i stepped away <laughs> i knew what it was i was oh. just trying to get you to do awkward radio silence well i'm gonna leave it in there then <laughs> no i was yelling at you <laughs> <laughs> uh, as you're leaving i'm like trying to yell loud enough that it's showing up on
0: your headphones <laughs> yeah so they uh had that experience the like vacuuming noise with the akawa roaster because it's all just air there's no moving right. parts other than the air
1: yeah, the uh, the Akawa. How many grams did that do? Fifty. That was fifty. Yeah, that's small. Yeah, so I'm doing 200 small. grams at a time now, which is nice. a nice little batch for yeah my personal consumption. I honestly, I have much more fun just roasting than I do drinking all the coffee. Oh yeah. <laughs> so I just I've just been roasting it and yeah, seeing I, what second crack sounds like, and then
0: I remember having it fun away. with the uh, with the Akawa. Um, it just it. it <laughs> Cause I've always been in apartment situations, um, until recently. Uh, but so uh, the last, when I was roasting it, um, extensively, I would just stick it directly under the, um, stove vent fan. Um, and that seemed to work well, uh, that the, it didn't produce a whole lot of smoke, but you know, it's still the kind of thing where if it didn't vent directly, it would kick off the smoke alarm. Um, yeah,
1: mine hasn't set off the smoke alarm which actually seems it's a new one i just got um and it got set off with a hot steamy shower last week but it wasn't set off with the uh coffee roaster i mean it's a little smoky when i did this the second crack you know heavy roast a couple times on it my my place got annoyingly kind of you know with that weird scratchy smoke that you get from coffee roasting um i kind of filled my place up but Mm. windows took care of it gotcha so I uh, was actually while we were on the phone last week, right? When I was talking about that. Oh yeah. Crack. Yeah, that's true.
0: Um, so what are you, what are you hoping to do with this, this new be more?
1: Well, I, uh, I really actually, I really want to show off, um, I want to show off coffee roasting and the coffee roasting process and be able to sample out, you know, um, like demonstrate the roasting process and sample out the coffees from that to kind of give consumers uh, a, like a difference with, so they can sort of at home taste the difference between light roast and dark roast and do a lot of education on what coffee can be. There's such a hilarious um, emphasis on dark roast coffee out here. Um mm. We, we talked about that in that small town coffee episode a right, while that's right. ago. And just for uh, geographical reference for people, um, Jesse
0: is on the opposite side of Puget Sound from Seattle to uh, to the west. Um, yeah, that e- yep. even just going over to Bainbridge, that's been my experience as well. Like you, you cross the water and it's not just dark roast. It's like... Dripping oily dark roast,
1: (laughs) dripping oily, or just cheaper coffee, you know, because it's you get a lot of the uh, the larger companies out of the more Puget Sound area um, that do the distribution up here. Um, Those just fewer coffee roasting companies, yeah. Yeah, it's funny because people like at the at the cafe, they'll come in and they'll be like, "Your coffee is amazing." what is it? And I tell them, you know, it's this heavy medium roast. And then they look on the shelf and we have a a darker version of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a slightly different blend, but it's a darker version. They're like, ooh, darker. I like that. <laughs> so they start the conversation off loving the coffee that I'm serving them and then buying something that's different and darker. Interesting. And it's a, it's a, it's like, it's a funny little yeah. word game i don't know i don't know how to really describe it because it doesn't make sense people's preferences
0: um, and expectations in coffee are absolutely fascinating um and and of course one of the challenges when when you're when you're running a business in coffee where you want to share a specific experience but you're trying to also meet people at their expectations and interests and desires because the vast majority as you're just saying, their expectations and interests and desires are are typically much different than what <laughs> what their mouths say. What is actually what <laughs> they actually enjoy? Which, yeah, it's
1: <laughs> it, it's uh, it's fascinating. Yeah, yeah. Um, what I really like about this town, Port Townsend, in particular, is that it's very. Um, I mean, it's beautiful, but there's a lot of really good hands-on work out here. There's a lot of shipbuilding. There's a lot of, um, a lot of art, a lot of music and a lot of really just, um, beautiful things being created. Yeah. And so I feel that home roasting is, uh, potentially a really great hobby to teach people about because it sort of satisfies their entitled. I want to do it my way or the highway kind of thing. Mm. Uh, but they also, it's a new process that kind of connects them to that and then they can, they can own that. Um, and actually, one of my favorite customers that we... I just found this out. We've had all these wonderful conversations. And they sometimes get coffee. Um, but she she said that she, the other day that she liked our coffee enough that she buys it. And I asked what she does. And she's like, oh, I roast my own. Uh, and I mean, she's an older woman, you know. And it's just like, oh, that's fantastic. So, we had this great conversation. So, uh-huh. I, have, I have a surprise for her when I see her next um, of green coffee. Oh, um, Nice you know and that's somebody directly in the neighborhood so you know there's I, I don't know i'm really excited to take this roaster and demonstrate you know some of what goes into coffee yeah. uh there's definitely going to be brewing demonstrations as well you know show people what a chemex is and and how to is all uh like supporting you in
0: that are you going to be doing it there or?
1: i am yeah they have a little test kitchen area upstairs away from the store oh that's um, cool yeah, yeah it's perfect honestly it's absolutely perfect uh plenty of power and we're going to be doing a lot of other st- things there some other demonstrations um knife sharpening might get a butcher in there for showing how to cut meat you know for doing cuts um yeah i, I don't need to go through the whole list <laughs> there's right. uh, yeah but uh yeah the coffee education i'm just i'm just excited to share that and i can you know i've quite a bit of experience with that spiel um, mm-hmm. so that's that's what we're going to start off with uh they have a farmers market right across the street on Saturdays so if you're listening to this in pt Starting in Saturdays soon, probably in May, we'll uh, be doing a coffee club in the afternoon.
0: Oh, cool. What um what is the what does the farmer's market look like? And what is that like what what time
1: does that run? Is it it's uh it's almost year round. Uh it's April through December. It's uh, um it fluctuates a little bit. Their times actually this time of year it's ten AM to two PM. Yeah. And it'll probably move to nine to two. Soon gotcha. when it starts warming up do you do you always work the farmer's market uh it's busy it's busy so yeah. yeah as far as staff time and the skill that goes into making you know gotcha 100 drinks in an hour uh and farmer's markets are really really lovely things this is um, the perfect one i mean yeah. the town's already perfect but the farmer's market itself is just i don't know they have like 12 food vendors there from You know, paella to sushi and then they have i think 30 some booths so it's a it's a good market nice Uh, really well managed so that's what's happening in my little corner of the world home roasting jesse back (laughs) at it yeah it's fun it's fun getting into it knowing what i know about coffee and thinking about the uh just the, the the raw process of mm-hmm. cooking seeds into something that you brew. At and this particular... Also how bad it can be. I've had a couple <laughs> cups where I go to work and it's like, yep, throw that away. <laughs> just like take a sip on the, in the driveway and chuck it because it's terrible yeah. baked coffee. It's like, <laughs>
0: that's a- um, At this particular juncture, what what is the best advice that you would have for uh, someone who might be interested in home roasting?
1: Uh, just... Do it. I would find a I would find a, a like a, a roaster company that you could go and get cheaper um, larger quantities of green coffee
0: mm.
1: right when you start just like every other roasting you start off seasoning it and figuring out how the heat elements work and stuff like that and so I had some aged coffee and could just I didn't care about trying to drink it I could just see what the roaster was doing and listen for the first crack and second crack and see what time it looks like on the on the you know the timer because yeah you know all the all the measurements are completely completely different from from the roaster yeah the that's interesting. Roaster. um so yeah just you know you want to burn a few batches just like you know we went through about 150 pounds at conduit when we first turned that roaster on yeah um just to get it seasoned and make sure it's all working and then figure out what five means on the gas dial you know what is <laughs> what is <laughs> what btu comparison is that and start you know right. using creating data points to to reference so you as you move forward then you know where to start mm-hmm. um does the does the be give you a lot of data
0: points because the, the one thing I, I recall with the the akawa is you don't really get very good data points with it so uh, like it has it, it, the akawa is really just the, the consumer version especially is is really just uh uh, plug into their app and
1: yeah, fiddle, I would fiddle say roughly y- with
0: curves until the re- end result sounds good. I, but it's I hard would to tell make somebody sense. that's
1: interested to not get the Akaiwa, yeah, yeah, because it's really expensive.
0: Well, and I don't think you can really learn the the art of roasting it, with it, to be honest.
1: Right. I mean, it's kind of designed like for professionals that just wanted to get sample roasting done. Right. Well, and they have a, way, a pro version of
0: that for for those people, which is. Yeah, I feel like yeah. the consumer version is designed for, and I don't know how much they're actually pushing that anymore at all. I like I haven't really seen it pop up anywhere, but um, I would say it's for people who who want to home roast but who don't want to spend a lot of time fiddling with
1: home roasting. Right, which is I mean, kind 50 of fifty grams of green coffee ends up being like one Chemex worth of coffee per roast. Yeah,
0: but like yeah. the the thing I do like about it is once you do figure out the right setting. You can just power through a bunch of bunch of those without like monitoring it or anything like that.
1: Um, Yeah, And that's where like the the Beamer is uh, doesn't have any kind of plug in aspect to that. So there's no computer interaction. I think you can add your own, you know, of course, with thermocouplers. Um, It has two measurements of temperature, one for the wall on the inside of the roaster and then one for the exhaust, Mm. which are irrelevant temperature readouts for anything that I'm used to you know the wall of it gets up to like 115 degrees and it's like well that's great that doesn't tell me anything because the coffee chemical reactions are happening at you know 360 degrees right um there's uh i don't think you can save profiles on it mm. there's there's preset profiles but there's not a way to override those and write your own profile oh that's um, too bad which seems weird because that seems like it'd be really simple. Um, yeah, because that even that eye roast I had 15 years ago let me do that. Yeah, um, but it's also really straightforward to use. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a really good light on the inside to see the roasting process. A nice big window, um, and it's quiet enough that you can hear it. I uh, what was I going to say about that the um, I don't know home roasting is a lot of fun. I encourage everybody to get it to try it if, if they're interested yeah um, of course you don't have to
0: get a machine to just try roasting your own beans you can do a pan on a stove
1: yeah which don't do not you are probably not going to want to do for a long time i don't know that i think will, everyone should try that once yeah 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 try it once get ready to turn your smoke alarm off you know get ready um, to throw um, keep out the that windows pan. open <laughs> yeah i mean it's just it's not gonna make that great a coffee uh i mean the thicker the wall better you know like a big stainless steel pan that kind of thing but any kind of food residue in a i said stainless steel i meant cast iron any kind of food residue left on the cast iron is gonna get into the coffee you know so it's a completely different seasoning process to do it on the stove uh versus other food it's uh Okay, so maybe don't start it's with that. It's messy. It's so messy. Like even this little roaster that has a chaff collector. There's chaff all over my apartment. Like I have to vacuum all the time now. Um so it's cough I mean it's it's sort of <laughs> coffee's filthy you yeah. know like we're, i laugh about this with taylor when he's uh he's cleaning the roaster now he's doing the roasting and stuff at conduit and he's cleaning the roaster and, and it's just that coffee resin that you clean every day when you're roasting you got to scrape this stuff out of there and it's it's gnarly it gets under your fingernails and will last days there and it's just it's like cleaning out a you know a wood-fired stove kind of all the time and getting yeah. all the exhaust and all the smoke out of it and and everything that binds to that and it's uh it's a daily task yeah and the chaff and all that um, green coffee's dusty, you know it's gotta store it the right way. I don't know it's uh home roasting will show you a lot of what goes into that and I think you might be more grateful of the good coffee you get at cafes mm-hmm. after an experience home roasting. Or conversely, you're going to realize you really kick ass at home roasting and you're going to start a little coffee business and do that for the rest yeah. of your life.
0: Or just roast for yourself and, you know, friends and family here and there. I think yeah. that's a, that kind of, that kind of skill and, and the having those tools around, even if you're not roasting all the time, if you're still buying from, I like guess that was the thing I figured out with the Akawa is I, I liked being able to roast my own coffee and doing that sometimes, but I still largely preferred just like buying coffee from you or you know boon booner or Anchorhead or whatever right because um, i can't you know i can't produce to that that level as consistently um and i also like getting the coffees that you all have and supporting your businesses um but being able to like make my own roast and and have that available as a gift i think that's that's a pretty cool thing to be able to do for other people
1: it totally is yeah it's re- it's it's pretty fun um yeah the discovery is great i you know this is this congo is the second cup of coffee i had today the first one was our nicaragua from conduit and i have to say that's a much quality much higher quality roast much quality (laughs) much quality higher (laughs) um you know it's fun so uh the education component certainly wonderful on it because you can see it and demonstrate it and yeah and share it you know um it's nice i got i got to start experimenting with a full pound at a time 400 grams at a time because that's ultimately where i want to get for the education so then you can open it up and give out a pot worth of coffee to the people that are there oh yeah that's pretty cool taste side by side of the exact same beans just you know one at first crack one at second crack Mm -hmm. and you know show the show off that culinary side of it yeah yeah that's pretty cool
0: the Getting down a little tangent, I feel like we're wrapping up here soon. But um, one of the things that that I always try to figure out and, and struggle with at times with like the magazine and the podcast and YouTube the the kind of eye opening epiphanies about coffee uh, experiences that people have they often require like. That almost always require that in person. You've got to like, you've got to try those two differences side by side. That's that's yeah. the most that's the most like clear, eye opening experience that that shows you all the things that we're talking about. Um, or you know, uh, cupping of of clearly different coffees, right? That kind of I mean, thing.
1: And that's actually really what i love most about coffee still Mm -hmm. is all the hands that go into it that make that cup of coffee what it is and the personalities you know from the farm all the way into it we talk about this all the time but just it's um it's really it's a beautiful thing to see that final cup of coffee come out and know that you know you had a you had a part in that right very cool I see you drinking coffee and then I stop and it's like, Oh, we shouldn't do this on camera anymore. <laughs> Am I distracting you? <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> oh,
0: okay. Well, uh, half my face is <laughs> hidden behind the troll. Um, maybe I should take a picture of this. Oh, that's better. Jesse just put his camex in front of his camera. Um, so I have, I, I, I snagged the, the troll head from the old microphone that we used to use for the show
1: and I know it's now on top of this microphone gone well yeah I mean I don't know I'm glad the troll head survived it was really funny to see that today because yeah I assume that all that's just gone forever
0: yeah that's okay life changes we're still here doing things and thank you everyone for continuing to listen through the uh, the rocky road of of life and coffee.
1: Yep. And, uh, get ready because the world's opening back up hope and there's going to be some amazing coffee and some good stuff to go out and see and interact with in person. That's true. The
0: and if, we if you like know it. someone who has, um, through the pandemic, perhaps, uh, gotten more into brewing coffee at home and you feel like they, they have a nerdy side to themselves and they want to dive deeper down the rabbit hole of coffee, just send them to coffee lovers, Uh, Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Share it with someone. We would be forever grateful. That's all I got. (laughs) Chowder. Chowder. This has been Joseph and Jesse with Coffee Lovers Radio. Thank you for listening.
1: Please subscribe to our show and sign up for the email newsletter. Visit coffeeloversradio.com. There you can listen to our shows and click through to our Patreon page to get expanded show notes and other fun stuff.
0: Coffee Lovers Radio is a partnership between Extracted Magazine and Conduit Coffee.
1: Just visit coffeeloversradio.com and we'll see you on the show.